most of us are just about as happy as we make up our minds to be. That is a quote by William Adams. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 40. The topic of this week's episode is single and happy over 40. My guest this week is Ty Wilson. When Ty is not serving as host of Single and Happy in Charlotte podcast, Ty is a freelance writer and blogger who acts as the communications department for multiple small businesses. Ty believes if she can help her clients with their content as a writer and an editor, they will be free to work on the core task within their businesses. Ty holds a BA in communications, an MA in urban studies, and is studying to earn her PhD in communications. I am so excited to have Ty here with me today because she is a girl just like me, single, happy, and over 40. Hi, Ty. Welcome to the show. Hi, Trina. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. I think this is going to be a fun episode because we have some things in common and I'm sure you know about Trina Talk, where we are all about motivating and inspiring. Yeah. You and I have some things in common. You are also a single woman over 40, and you're happy. So, girl, tell me yeah. about that. Yes. Well, I didn't, I, I, it didn't start this way, <laughs> but I'm learning more and more every day. I, I, I feel every day I'm becoming more and more at peace with being single. It doesn't mean that I'm a man hater. It doesn't mean that I'm anti-love or anti-marriage. It just means that I am at peace where I am right now. I'm actually, you know, I've, I'm actually dating somebody now. So, but, um, you know, I've, I'm happy with however, you know, what, however the chips may fall. So, um, so go ahead. I'm sorry. That, that's okay. So, um, do, do you want me to start with the beginning? <laughs> because if that didn't start, um, being single and happy did not start in my my 40s. It, the journey started in my 30s. Yeah. Tell me about your journey, because I'm pretty sure you're a lot like me. We, you know, we kind of matured, let's say, into being single over 40 and happy. So the thing. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but this just makes me so excited. <laughs> um, so what happened in my 30s, I don't know if this is the case for you, but when I turned 30, I cried most of my birthday during that day. I cried because at 30, I felt like I should have had this, that, and the third, and I didn't. Um, but funny thing happened when I turned 40, I was so at peace. Um, 
I'm going to try not to curse, but on my podcast, Single and Happy in Charlotte, there is cursing. <laughs> but I did not care about what I had or had not accomplished. And the thing is that once I stopped stressing over it, things began to develop. Things began to happen. The things that I wanted became into in, in, um, a reality. Um, but when I was in my 30s, I was engaged and I started blogging about being in my 30s and engaged. And I also um, had, I guess you could say, like a lookbook of um, colors, patterns, things that I wanted for my wedding. My daughter, who she was in her teens at the time, she um, she's an artist. You know, she's very creative in her own right. And so she was you know, creating um, everything from how the napkins would be designed with our logo, um, the um, runner for the floor. She was just so creative. She was even wanting to help me design my own dress. (laughs) And so all of this we um, uploaded and added into my lookbook, which was also the blog. And, you know, so we, uh, the fiance and I, we got engaged in, um, I want to say April of 2010, almost 10 years ago now. And so fast forward to January of 2011, we moved into a brand new house outside of Baltimore, just brand new from the the ground up. I didn't think we were ready to move in, but, you know, he uh, worked on his credit. We both were, but we were told, you know, not to do anything right away, but, you know, with certain people, you can't tell them anything so you know we saw our pri- our um credit points you know moving up a little bit you know and so he decided yeah we're gonna go ahead and you know get into this brand new house I'm literally watching the house being built from the ground up for some reason my in my spirit I was not as excited as I should be, should have been we moved exactly on um January 1st 2011 we're in the house we're painting the rooms and again I, I I was so guilty that I didn't tell anybody. I was not as excited as I felt I should have been. Um, I mean, honestly, who's excited about painting? I don't know. But the fact that I was with my man, I had this big behind ring on my hand, which people who know me personally, personally, they know that I'm not a big jewelry person. I'm I'm not that that person. I don't knock anybody who is, but that, that's just not me. So when I would walk into work, I was working for a major nonprofit at the time um, for black folks <laughs> in in Baltimore. <laughs> um, I don't want to say the name, but it's the most popular one <laughs> okay. in Baltimore. So I would walk through the um, halls and, you know, it, it, people would tell me that's like the first thing they see is this ring. I mean, it, you know, it was, it was a heck of a ring. And um I, honestly, yeah, we picked it out, which means I picked it out as well. And um, when I got it, I was like, wow, this is really huge. But, you know, we got it and I, I flaunted it because I was engaged. And, you know, people who, you know, you know how coworkers are, you know, they, they see it and they're like, I heard about this ring. The ring became its own person. <laughs> That's how big this ring was. And so... I say that to say I had all of these things going on, brand new ring, um, house about to be in a brand new house. 
um, at a time in, two, in 2011 when, you know, people were just getting over the recession and people were still struggling, you know, but here we are, this black couple, quote unquote, black love. And, you know, we were making it happen. You know, we had a, a good combined income, six figure, easy, easily, you know, um, but for some reason, I was not as excited. Of course, if you were to talk to me or you texted me or you sent me an email, I could, as a writer, I'm a freelancer, so as a writer, I can portray being excited in my words. But in my heart, I just was not as excited. There were other things that were making me more excited at the time, like what was coming on TV that night. You know what I'm saying? So that's wow. pretty bad. Yeah. So yes. Um. So a couple of months, a couple of weeks later, excuse me, it was around Martin Luther King weekend, um, which is about two weeks after the first of the year. Um, it's four thirty in the morning. He wakes me up, and it wasn't for sex. <laughs> it was to break up with me. He said he couldn't do it. And the thing is, is that earlier that evening, when he got off from work, he's a police officer, and he got home, he just seemed really sad about something he didn't want to explain it I thought it was about work I kind of moved it along I, I did not see this coming I knew that things weren't perfect but I was told that you know there wouldn't you, you're not going to look for you're not going to find perfection he woke me up at 4 30 in the morning to break up with me I thought he was kidding <laughs> but he wasn't it turned into a big fight so we're fighting I'm <laughs> throwing the ring across the room and you know if it's like that I go into another room this was a huge house so I went into another bedroom for the rest of the morning just kind of gathered my thoughts I didn't go back to sleep I mean how could you but um you know he told me he had um, met somebody at a gym and that's that's what it was so you know I'm on the phone with my mother later on that day and I'm like I'm just ready to go you know, I'm just ready to get out of here. I wasn't ready to move back to New York, which is where I'm originally from. Um, but I had lived in North Carolina before. She wanted me to come home, which they live on the border of Virginia and North Carolina outside of uh, Greensboro. Mm -hmm. But um, I wasn't ready to move back to the country. I really did not want to move because I'm in my late 30s at the time. I did not want to move back to the country. <laughs> So I did all I could, went to college and, you know, eventually got a master's so that I wouldn't have to move back to the country. But my brother, who had just gotten married um, in 2010, in August of 2010, he lived in Charlotte. And when I told him what was going on, his, um, you know, my sister-in-law in the background, she's like, come on down. <laughs> and that's all I needed to hear. So. I started looking for jobs and, you know, I, I feel, I ha I'm confident in myself to know that I'm going to find a job, even if I don't find one when I, you know, before I get there. And that's exactly what happened. So I ended up moving. I turned, I turned my blog from being, you know, this engaged person over 30 to being single and happy in Charlotte because I ended up moving to Charlotte and that was in 2011. And so, um, like I said, I've been on dates since then. Um, of course, the ex wanted to come back. They always do. And, you know, the, the day that I finally moved, he had to go to work that morning. And I, t I told him, I said, 
you know what, just you might as well go back to bed because I'm leaving. I, I was actually leaving. He was, I think he was on a second shift that week. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you might as well go back to bed. I'm taking this crock pot and everything else because I had a crock pot in my arms. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm out. And that's, and that was the last time I, um, I think that was the last time I saw him. I, I probably saw him again when I went to um, pick up some mail or something. But other than that, I had not, I've not seen him since. <laughs> and wow. that was almost 10 years ago. And so what happened, um, you know, I'm in Charlotte. I'm getting, you know, six months, you know, six months in with Charlotte and um, minding my business, getting some copy done for a client. And I get a tweet that there's a um, an earthquake in Maryland, which is very rare. It's very rare to hear about earthquake earthquakes outside of California. And so when I heard about it, he was one of the first people I contacted because I wanted to make sure he was okay. And I wanted to make sure he was safe. As a police officer, I figured he would be out and about, but I wanted to make sure that he was good. And he also has a daughter, so I wanted to make sure that they were good. Um, I called the number. I texted the number. I didn't get an answer back, so I got worried. I called the number. <laughs> um, I got... Um, Bueno, which means um, the number is no longer his. It belongs to a um, Hispanic person. And I was like, okay. And so um, I don't remember if she called me or I called her, but a mutual mutual friend of ours, you know, she basically was saying, well, you heard about what happened to him, right? I was like... Yeah, he's dating so and so, another person that we knew. He was, she was like, "Well, they're engaged." So he got engaged six months after we broke up, (laughs) and I was devastated for like two weeks. You know, I called my mother. I was like, "Mom, it's not. This is not fair." You know, why would he do this? Because clearly he cheated, right? Now, this was the same person that he cheated and left you for that he was engaged to now yeah well no no it wasn't no it wasn't this person she no 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 this person so we were all in a travel group Uh uh, and this is before everybody was bragging about going places we've been doing this since the 90s okay and so um this person she lived in california Mm -hmm. and apparently you know while i was you know, being that I'm, I'm the type of woman where, you know, I'm not keeping tabs on you because if mm-hmm. you're going to cheat on me, you can cheat on me anytime. But I'm, I'm just not going to give that kind of energy to, the, to a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that opened the door for him to do what he wanted to do, which means he could have flown her out. She was flewed out, as they say now, <laughs> you know, or he could have flown out to, to her as, you know, as he's when he's telling me he's going somewhere else but whatever the case was they got engaged he swears that they that they weren't together but you know you don't engage you don't get engaged to somebody i mean i you know that's neither here nor there at this point but i was devastated and you know it's hard to be single and happy (laughs) but i had to learn because i know who he is and i knew that he and I would would not have made it anyway. Um, 
to um, give you a spoiler spoiler alert, they're actually they got divorced like almost two years ago. <laughs> so I don't think they were married for five years. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, I, I say that to say, you know, here here's the thing. Let me go, just go back for a minute. When we were in this house about or about to move into the new house, we were still in the townhouse. We we're about to move into the new house. I had to, and I shared this with you before. But I, you know, got up and used the restroom. Um, I heard a voice from God. And the thing is that when people think that God is going to speak to them, they think he, it's going to be this official type of thing that you might see in the movies. He did not call me by my full name. <laughs> my name is my name is not Ty. That's what everyone calls me. That's what he called me. He said, Ty, if you leave right now, or, you know, later in the day, if you prepare to leave, I will bless you in so many ways. And I'm thinking, he already blessed me. Where's this coming from? I'm about to move into this brand new house. I have this fat ring on my finger. You know, um, everything seems to be good. It's not perfect, but everything seems to be good. So uh, what is this voice? I heard that voice three times, Trina. Mm. God told me to leave this person. Um, and he told me to do it before this um, 4.30 wake-up call. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lesson there is, yeah, if God is trying to speak to you, you better listen. <laughs> but you know what? I eventually left, and when that happened, um, you would have thought that the guy's middle name is I didn't like his A no way because whenever I would tell my family and friends about this, um, about what happened, they would say, well, Ty, you're better off because I didn't like his A, no way. <laughs> I've gotten that from everyone. And um, I began to get blessed. My daughter, um, who was, um, you know, a twin by then, by this time, you know, we were all blessed. Um, mm. Her father, her and I get along. Um, he actually got married. And, you know, we all ended up living in the same area at one point. And, um, you know, to this day, we're still good friends. Today, my daughter's 21 years old, full scholarship, um, about to start her senior year in August at Bowie State. Um, I'm getting a PhD <laughs> at another college, which I'm going to hold, you know, refrain from sharing right now. But, um, you know, Single and Happy in Charlotte is, is a movement now. You know, I have the blog, I have the pod, the podcast, um, building a membership site. And next year, I'll be touring the country um, and just sharing my story. Um, I have a book that I'm I pretty much show because you know how it is, you know, when it comes to your own work, we're our own worst critic. But, you know, all of that is going to come into fruition within the next year or two or in the next year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, along with that came oh, you're a writer, I need you to do this for me. So from there, Thailand Unlimited just became my company where I'm blogging for small businesses. I'm, you know, producing all kinds of copies for small businesses and individuals as well. And, um, you know, last month, not even last month, a few, a few weeks ago, really, the start of June, I was invited to speak to um, some um, entrepreneurs at a workshop about copywriting, about why they need a copywriter. 
and that was well received. And from that, I'm gaining, you know, more clients. Just so many things, so many doors have been opening for me since 2011. And would have would it have have happened had I stayed in this relationship? I'm gonna go ahead and say no to that, just because of the type of person. I don't want to talk ill about people, but just because of the type of person that 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 he is, that the ex is, none of that would have happened. And so, um, yeah, when God's trying to tell you something, you got to listen. <laughs> you know, your story, I'm sitting here listening and it's, you're going to enjoy the, the, the questions that I have for you at the end because okay. you're going to have some good stuff to say. But that's funny how, yeah, you turned that whole situation around. And like you said, doors are starting to open and things are just going well for you. But it's funny how we end up in these situations because I've been there too, where mm-hmm. you, you know, you shouldn't be in that situation, but you're there thinking, okay, this person is going to appreciate me or this person is going to. Yeah. And it's not even that. that. It was just that everything looked the part. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, you know, building this, this house. And even before we got the house, he was paying most of the bills, you know, um, I paid like smaller bills if, you know, if, if I wanted to, but he pretty much was taking care of us. Um, I had, like I said, the ring, you know, and I'm, and I'm not a big person on that, but, you know, to some people that is an important thing. And, you know, I, apparently it, it just pretty much made me. I guess I want to say more popular, which is crazy because stuff like that should not matter at a certain age, but mm-hmm. I guess it did. Um, I thought that just because things weren't perfect, it didn't mean that things weren't right. You know, we were going to get married. So in the eyes of God and in Christianity, by Christian standards, we were making things right. So as long as we were going to stick to a plan and do that, I thought everything was okay. So yeah, it was hard. It really was hard for me to listen to that voice, especially when God calling me Ty, <laughs> which <laughs> I thought was bizarre because that's not my whole name. That's not my government name. And he talked to me like, he's just a, well, he is a friend of mine, you know, mm-hmm. he talks like he's one of my people, like Ty, <laughs> you know, and when I heard that, I was like, you got to be kidding me because I'm wearing, you know, I, I, everything is in motion. The only thing we hadn't done, we, we were setting dates at the time. We were looking at dates. We had not set a date, but we were looking at dates because we were moving in the house sooner than I thought we would have or what I thought what I felt was too early anyway but we were moving into this house we were preparing preparing for that so the thing was is that we were going to set a date after we got settled so we were on our way to setting a date you know and it's just weird how things happen because I thought that everything was Okay, it wasn't perfect, like I said, but I thought everything was was okay. So yeah, it it that really did hit me like ten bricks, and I had to decide: am I going to let this consume me, um, or am I going to move forward? 
and be this single person who will just continue, you know, enjoy life because I've been single most of my adult life anyway. <laughs> so it's not, there's nothing foreign to me. I know a lot of women, they jump in and out of relationships that I'm total, I'm total opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, see- it wasn't really hard for me to become this single person where I would go on dates. Like I said, I'm dating someone now, but I'm not in a relationship. So, and I'm okay with that. So. And that was going to be a question, you know, mm-hmm. that I have is, how did you get to the point to move past that? Because uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure you were devastated. Like you say, you, you know, yeah. you bought this brand new house, had this house built, you know, you're walking around this big ring on and then boom, all of a sudden in the you know wee hours of the morning, he tells you this. So how did you get past that? How did you not turn bitter? And it, you it was hard. I mean, it, it was it, it, just like how people say love is an action word you know, moving on and healing is an action. Also, I think a lot of times when people think about healing, they think that, you know, it's just going to happen naturally. All you have to do is just sit, sit down somewhere and go into your normal routine of work, taking care of the children and whatever else you're obligated to do. And then you will eventually heal. Um, it doesn't work like that. Healing, mm-hmm. I think, is an action word. Healing is something that you have to force yourself to do. And I've had to force myself to do that. Like I said, I've had times where I I was going out somewhere with some friends in Charlotte, you know, about to enjoy a Friday evening. I sat in a parking lot and bawled my, I, I just cried, you know, and I called my mother. And the first thing I said when she said hello, well, she said hi, Ty, because she knew it was me, is, um, you know, this isn't fair. Why is this, Why would this happen, you know? This should not have happened because I thought I was doing everything right. Now, when I say that, I mean that I felt that I was giving this person the same energy that I, that I was receiving. And when I, with that, I... I will say that we both, you know, did, did wrong in the, in, in the, in the relationship, you know, he wasn't honest. I wasn't honest. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we were giving each other the same energy up until four thirty in that morning where that came out of nowhere because you're not getting a house. You're not planning a wedding with somebody who you're not a hundred percent sure with, or so I thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, it's definitely a process and people have to embrace that process. I think a lot of times people want the healing to happen really fast or um, others may pressure you into forgiveness really fast or mm-hmm. to getting over it. I've had people tell me, you know, you got to get over it. You got to get over it. Well, that's, not what you want to do if you're a friend of that person who needs to be healed. You you do not set a time limit on that. And it's not fair for somebody to think just because, well, I got over it in a month, then you should be able to get over it in a month. It could take a year, you know? Hopefully it doesn't take more than a year, but you know what? You got to respect the process. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. I allowed myself to grieve, and I, I allowed myself to actively heal, meaning 
you know, one day I decided I am going to start dating again. And I, I started doing that, you know, and mm-hmm. getting back into the dating scene <laughs> is, you know, you got to have a sense of humor, at, especially at my age now, I'm 46. You got to have a sense of humor with it because it's, it's different, especially when you've been with somebody for a long time. Now you're, you know, out here and you are dealing with WYD text, you know, what you're doing. <laughs> um, you're deal- you're, you know, you're dealing with people who want to just have full on conversation in a text. Text, yes. And like I said, I'm a freelance writer, so I mean, that's what I do. But that doesn't mean I want to spend my free time writing to you. I'd rather pick up the phone and we have a conversation. I got to hear what you're saying. Yes. I'd rather see what you're saying. So, you know, it takes a while to get used to how people operate now. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, like I said, I, I have a sense of humor that I bring with me when I'm dating now. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy where, where I'm at because I'm kind of, I don't want to get into it right now, but there's somebody who is, um, you know, on the radar and the feelings mutual. And so we're just kind of seeing where it goes right now. Well, I'm actually excited. I'm actually blushing. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's good for you because, you know, <laughs> I am, like I told you, I'm similar as well because I'll actually in a few days, I'll be 48 and I'm single and I've come to a point where I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm happy. Like yeah. you said, in my thirties, you know, and I've been married before and I have kids, but you know, I was like, Oh, you know, I really would like to have the right person in my life to just, you know, you think about, I don't right. want to go old alone. And right. And it's but, okay to feel that, you know, yeah. I mean, we, we, I don't think we're meant to be alone, but I don't think that we're meant to jump into another relationship just because we are alone. Right. I think, when we're single, we need to, well, you know, I don't want to turn this into a sermon, but <laughs> if if you're a believer, you got to look to God to see where he wants you to be. Exactly. Right now, he wants me to get this PhD. Mm-hmm. And right now, he wants me to continue to build what, what I'm building as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, does he agree with my <laughs> dating, you know, episodes? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but um, does he does he agree with the plans that I'm making for this weekend? Probably not. But you know, in his own way, he is showing me that I can, you know, use this time, use this season because it is a season. Use mm-hmm. the season as a time to learn more about myself and to learn how to forgive myself and to love myself, which, mm-hmm. you know, people say that you got to learn how to love yourself and they don't really understand how to. Right. And I think the way to, to do that is just being being single, you know, not having the relationship, you know, cloud you because a lot of times a, a relationship can kind of take you out of being you it, it's because it's so it's a lot of compromise involved right which is not there's nothing wrong with compromising but sometimes you know as women we tend to lose ourselves you have to be careful with that exactly. and you know the guy I'm seeing now you know he's not demanding he's definitely he's just I, I really like him he's a really nice guy and so you know it's 
had I jumped into another relationship, which I actually was in a relationship since this breakup for about two years. That was, well, no, for over a year, I should say. It wasn't even two years yet. But, you know, I, w- I wasn't ready for a relationship because I was not looking for the signs that he wasn't the one. And those eventually revealed it, it revealed themselves to me. So, you know, you definitely need to make sure that you are in tune. Self-awareness, you know, it's mm-hmm. all about self-awareness. And I know that's a buzzword, but it's very important to understand um, the importance of self of being self-aware. Right. Well, you know what? We're going to go into our my questions after that, because I think you you summed up everything very nicely. So oh, thank you. <laughs> so I ask every guest 10 questions and these are kind of g- to get to know you better. So they're, you know, just no right or wrong. I don't have any comments for them. We're just you tell me what you think. So number one is who or what motivates you? Hmm, who or what motivates me? I want to say that my mom, she motivates me, but probably not for the reasons most people think, you know, because, I mean, she's a great mom. And that's not to discount my dad because he's a great father as well. But um, I'm thinking about women right now. She has done so much, and I don't want to put the family business out here, but she has done so much she has dealt with she's faced so much and she's she she does it with so much grace you know and i i if i could be like her it's it's really hard (laughs) because of my mouth (laughs) but she does you know she faces so many people and things with so much grace but the irony is that even though I'm really not like that person. My daughter is, you know, um, I'm when I'm talking to my daughter about things about school and, you know, things she might be facing with, you know, she'll, she sounds a lot like my mom. She's like, well, this is going on. I'm like, well, Tyra, I would be pissed. <laughs> She's like, well, what am I going to do about it? You know, I got to deal with it. Da, da, da. Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> because I'm a lot more emotional than she is, but she's a lot like my mom. So I, I thank God for that. Um, so yeah, I, uh, she, my mom inspires me the most. And, you know, to that, I'll say my daughter inspires me because, you know, it's gotta be hard being a millennial out here with Instagram, you know, who's the prettiest, who has the, the biggest what and the biggest, you know, the biggest this, that, and the third, and who's, the, you know, who's mm-hmm. the best at it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that pressure, as, as much pressure as it is to be over 40 and dating, there has to be a lot of pressure, you know, being a millennial these days because everything is on social media, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're not on social media, then it looks like that you're nobody, I would imagine. And so, you know, Tyra, my daughter's name is Tyra. She does that with so much grace. And for that, I'm, I'm so proud of her. Okay. So what demotivates you? Uh, what demotivates me would be uh, mediocrity. 
Okay. And I, I understand that people that, you know, we're all not given, we're not all dealing with the same hand. We, we do not receive the same hand. Um, I definitely was not born with a spoon in my mouth. Um, but I know people who were, but they still will, you know, show up to work late or call out, you know, the last minute. You know, just have that I don't care attitude. Um, and I, I, I find that, you know, when I'm trying to help someone, you know, they're finding a million reasons why they can't do it. And I'm showing them a million reasons why they can, because I literally did it. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is just follow what I did. <laughs> okay. And I, like I said, I, I don't think I'm better than anybody else at all, but I feel like some people, um, can work harder, but they don't, mm-hmm. and they're okay. And they're okay with where they're at. They're right. they're settling, and I see this a lot in women. And I see this a lot in women who are unhappily married. I see this in women whose men will inbox me trying to take me out, and they the the wives know that they're like this, but they're gonna stay with them because they're in this house and they're in this relationship, and they feel like. You know, I put in so much time that I don't want to go anywhere else, you know, even though he's treating me like this. So, you know, people who are, you know, okay with being okay, that kind of bothers me. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? When something was said about me? Said or done. To hurt you. Okay. But it worked together for your good. Well, I think I just explained that earlier when, Mm -hmm. you know, the the so-called love of my life woke me up at 430 in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, why I said it. I said, when you said it, I said, I think you already (laughs) have the answer for this question. (laughs) But I mean, there's quite a few, um, you know, I've been told that I'm an an enigma. Mm-hmm. And I've been told many times that, you know, I'm, I'm different. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if, if I should take that to meaning, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, but um, I get t- told that quite often. And with that comes, oh, you're a B, you're this, you're that. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say I embrace, embrace that. I mean, who wants to be call these bad words you know but then when you're looking at who's calling you these words you know somebody I don't know somebody who saw something I wrote on Facebook or something I wrote in a blog you know or -hmm. something they heard then you know you got to consider a source but um, I guess the way I would combat that is just to continue doing what I'm doing because if little old me you know living in Charlotte is you know, affecting your energy, then clearly I'm doing something right. <laughs> so I just continue to do what I have to do as long as it does not affect my daughter and myself. I'm fine with it. Okay. What is your fear? My fear, my fear is that I will fall head over heels with someone and slide back into a place that I really don't like, meaning, you know, I'm losing myself. 
because at my age, it would probably be hard to come back out of that. <laughs> so that makes me nervous. So I'm really careful with who I spend my my who I share my energy with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really I have to be really careful with that. You know, if you're narcissistic, I, I don't want to be near you. Um, if um, of course, if you're abusive, that's a no-brainer. You know, I can spot that a mile away um, based on not my personal experiences, but, you know, experiences that I've been told, you know, that, that has, been, has been shared with me. And so just looking out for that, you know, I'm, I'm just more careful now. Again, it's all about self-awareness. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had not, where um, where you wish you had done something that you didn't? Absolutely, absolutely. So many times. One time was um, there was an author, a no- um, novelist that was in town, and um, he was doing book signing. But he was also, um, you know just a welcoming person where he's speaking to everyone and I didn't want to get out of bed to see this person and I find out later that he's talking to all these future writers and you know, I, I felt like wow that was an, an opportunity I think God may have placed you know on my plate and I, I didn't take advantage of it and I swear I would never do that again now does this mean that Anything would have, you know, come become about of uh, come about of it. Um, not necessarily, but just thinking like that that woke me up. And to this day, that happened maybe four years ago. And to this day, I said I will never allow any possible opportunities, not even the opportunities, but a possible opportunity. I will never let them slip by. Hmm. Okay. Is there a time when you wish that you had not done something? Absolutely. Oh, I'm trying to think of a story, a story that I can share that <laughs> I'm ready to reveal right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's times where there was a time where I was definitely in the wrong place at the wrong time and it landed me in jail for the night. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, so and I was in the middle of getting my master's degree, and I was also an intern at a popular congressman's office. And yeah, that was the last place I needed to be. Okay. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is, you know, waking up in the morning and just happy for no reason. Um, meaning, you know how you may see people saying, I'm just glad to be alive, and they really mean it. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is success because you're not looking at how much money I'm, I'm, I'm making or how much money I made because perhaps you're already there. Or perhaps you're not ever going to be there, but you're at peace with it. When you're at peace, I think that's probably the most success anyone can ever ask, mm-hmm. ask for. Mm-hmm. How do you recharge? I recharge with house music. <laughs> um, I recharge with um, writing again. And um, I work from home. So, you know, being outside, especially here in North Carolina, North Carolina, Charlotte, where it's in the 90s again, 
um, being outside and just having that sun hit my brown skin, child, <laughs> that recharges me. Okay. What are you awesome at? Um, I don't, again, I don't want to brag on myself again, but if someone needs a writer, like someone's on social media and they're asking, you know, who do you know that can write a resume for me? Who can, who do you know who can write an about us page? I'm tagged quite often. And so I know I'm good at that. Um, I think I'm also good at wine, <laughs> tasting wine. Mm, yeah, that's one of my things. Uh, what legacy do you want to leave? What legacy do I want to leave? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think since I only have one child and I will only have one child, it's important that I leave with her, um, you know, the ability to create your own. Mm-hmm. Um, the path that she's going, she probably will not have to create her own because um, she's going into a high demand field. Um, cybersecurity is what she's um, studying. You know, IT is, it would be her mm-hmm. major, but um, you know, she'll she'll be in so much demand where you know she may not have time to create her own business, but. You know, I come from a line of entrepreneurs, and I want her to know that this is something that is an option. It, it's also something you can do on the side. Mm-hmm. It's something you can do when you retire. And when I retire um, the Thailand brand, I want to give that to her, and she can make that into anything she wants because it is Thailand Unlimited. Welcome to Thailand. <laughs> okay. All right, Ty. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. One motivational takeaway is it it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter um, how much money you have or you don't have. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. I I like school. I thrive in in academia. Um, But there are a lot of successful, successful people who do not. Um, so just know that it doesn't matter if it's in you to do something, go ahead and do it. Um, fail, 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 get your feet wet. That's how, that's what failing does and just keep going. Also something that I, I, I had to learn late in life is, you know, to be patient. So just, you know, patience and consistency, it still works. Even in modern technology where everything is about the here and now, it still works. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, tell the listeners where they can find you if they need, like you said, a technical writer about page and um, your social media platforms. Okay. Well, um, the um, main one would be facebook.com slash Thailand Rights. That's T-Y-L-A-N-D Rights with an S. Um, if you want to get into my foolishness, that is, I am single and happy in Charlotte. I am single and happy in Charlotte on Facebook. I have the single and happy house Facebook group. And on Instagram, I'm also, I, I on, on Instagram, I am single and happy. Okay, Ty. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. It was very fun speaking with you. Thank you. (laughs) 
If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. I want to hear from you. So if you're loving it, please let me know what you think. Let me know if there's any suggestions and how I can better serve you to give you that motivation and inspiration that you need. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs motivation and inspiration? Share the podcast with them as well. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.